Yo, this is Greg Capullo, man, and you're listening to Elegant Weapon. And you know who the biggest elegant weapon is? I can't tell you where it's located, but it's uh, got something to do with me. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. This is a journey into sound. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 328. My name is J.J.M. Clark, J. the Jedi Rosaurus. Jedi Jane, as always, it's so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies back here with me in the L5J studios. This episode brought to you by SourcePoint Press. SourcePointPress.com, bringing to you the finest independent comic books across the land, including Ogre by Bob Sally and Sean Daly, as well as The Rejected by Stan Kanopka and Corey Christian Anderson. Y'all gotta get your hands on these books at your local comic shops or grab them from SourcePointPress.com. Do it up. Kids, something very cool happened. An Elegant Weapon has been nominated for Best Podcast Featuring Canadian Comic Creators by the Canadian Comics Wiki. This is an incredible honor, and I'm so thankful to be recognized for such a feat. I'm very, very proud to give a voice or platform to the Canadian comic book community, as well as other communities, as everyone is uh, well aware. I'm also very, very honored to be in this category with some other fine shows, including our sister show, Speech Bubble, You can find Speech Bubble on NeverSleepsNetwork.com along with An Elegant Weapon and some other very fine shows too. Toronto's finest podcast network, NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Figuring that I've been recognized, I thought I'd better bring something a little special to you this week. Uh, Something uh, to cement that home. So, how about a little bit of the zub? That's right. This week's episode features our guest, Mr. Jim Zub, Torontonian hometown hero. And you know what's cool? Last time that Jim was on the show, we had a chat in Chicago at C2E2 a couple years ago. This chat is coming to you from New York Comic Con 2018. Uh, So that's kind of funny. Both times that we've had Mr. Zub on the show have been in Chicago and New York, not even in Canada. But we are going to talk about Canada. We talk about the community, and we actually dig a little into his social media presence, which, uh, if you're familiar with it, is is a very comforting, uh, reasonable presence during these tumultuous times that we are currently in, in the world, uh, in the community. Uh, Jim kind of lays down a few, you know, thoughtful thoughts for us. Um, so it was an absolute pleasure to sit down with Mr. Zub and have a very, very cool chat. So there you go, kids. Kaboom! You want some Canadian comic creators? Is one hell of a Canadian comic creator. Top of the game. Top notch. Hometown hero. Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy my conversation with Mr. Jim Zub. Kids! We are here with yet another hometown hero, not of New York City, but of course back home in the T-Dot, 
Last time you appeared on this show, sir, it was C2E2 a couple of years ago. That's when I first got to meet you. Oh, wow. And we nice. did a little chat. So, Mr. Jim Zub, welcome back to An Elegant Weapon. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's a... Uh, it's been a crazy few years since we had that last chat, yeah. especially the last year. Things have blown up crazy. How's it been, man? It's been really great. Um, you know, being able to, to write comics for a living and make stories and have people respond to them is pretty much the best thing I can imagine. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like my inner 10-year-old is, is constantly happy. It's really <laughs> good. It's been great, honestly. It's awesome. Now... Beyond you doing some incredible work this year, oh, thank you. you have kind of stepped into a spot in this turbulent times that we are living in uh, where you have kind of become a very comforting voice of reason on social media. Well, thanks. Well, well, I, mean, I, of, yeah. I don't think it's that special. I don't know. I, I try really hard to... Um, I think there's a, a lot of negativity and criticism that tends to churn up itself and that people need to take a little bit of a step back. That isn't to say that there aren't things to be concerned about or frustrations because there are loads and loads and loads of them, but how you spend that time and what you do about it, doing things instead of just grousing over it, right, yeah. if you know what I mean. So, yeah. Um, it's, you're, you're, as far as just taking people like like getting people to kind of step back and like yeah. look at it and calm for a minute. That you're, it's a very calming effect. Oh, you're thanks, always man. very reasonable, it's very, and I'm it's always very Canadian. Well, it's guy. true. No, but a lot of people like online. A lot of people are getting very, very opinionated in their in, or in their opinions. And, and <laughs> I, I have strong opinions as well. It just doesn't. I don't know. The the twenty four seven broadcast thing is can be a little bit right. uh, yeah. overwhelming. So yeah, it's something where you need to be able to step back. You need to be able to parse and, and sort of organize your thoughts on stuff as much as possible and just make sure that when you're making statements know that well it's the internet right. it'll never go away so yeah. just be as emotionally heated as I can be at times it's like the public discourse online is is its own beast as well do you feel a responsibility to speak out or is that something that you're just inclined to do I don't like I think it's just a I mean comics like any other big it's a community right it's a creative community and we're here to support each other but it's also about an understanding that we are very very different all right. of us where yeah. we're from what we do and the shared commonality of making comics is really important and that's okay we don't need to agree 100% eye to eye all the time and we don't need to necessarily scream and destroy each other absolutely there's yeah. not enough calm conversation going on you know and yeah and it, it's just the other thing too I think is as much as we are all obviously real people behind every Twitter account every Tumblr everything else seeing people in, in person changes a lot yeah. we, you need to humanize each other and look and go okay hey I come here to New York Comic Con and the positivity and the excitement for everything here is so wonderful. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. amazing. Yeah. And I think that that kind of wipes clear some of the assumptions that people have or the detritus that builds up when people 
assume the worst in each other. Right. Well, the bigger the community's got too. It's it's silly yeah. rumors and gossip. Sure. And like especially Fan Expo this year, John Byrne being there signing. Yeah. And there's a lot of talk of oh, what will he sign and what right. won't he sign right. and will he be grumpy? And he ended up being fantastic and having yeah. a wonderful time with the fans. You well, know? and I think this is the, but it's on all sides as well. I think there's this idea that. Um, you've got people who didn't grow up with social media as well and so they're not used to that right discourse and that uh, the 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 bad sides of it as well right. so yeah, yeah yeah it's it's large and it's complicated and you can't always get your hands all around it uh, I, one of the reasons I love conventions is being able to spend time with people in person engaging and socializing and hanging out and realizing hey a lot of that negative buildup is not necessarily the case on the ground right yeah right, right. You're also fantastic for educational help. You're always oh, thanks, putting man. things up there that are cool and just little tidbits about the industry or how the process works. And Yeah, I, I started doing it like um, people would ask me questions, and they're very common questions about how do you break in, how do you get work published, how do you write a script. And I realized if I just did a tweet at the time, like 140 characters is not going to cover it. So you always end up with this really well-meaning but pithy advice, like work hard and keep at it. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. this is true, absolutely, but it's just so base level in terms of assumption. And so I said, okay, I'm gonna write up something a little bit more extensive. And then that rolled into more questions and more answers. And I realized that it was a bunch of information that I kind of would have loved to have had when I was starting out. Absolutely. So wouldn't, I'm assuming other people would want stuff like that. And if I write it up well and I write it up in depth, I only have to do it once. I know it's right. Like, no, so no, in some ways, yeah. it's like a weird time saver because when someone says, "How do you write a comic?" Well, that's the thing I wrote about that. Right. If you find that useful, great. If not, that is the advice I have to impart. <laughs> and you must look elsewhere for other secrets or whatever. You know. Right. So it's like a weird pragmatic thing. While it's also a useful thing. Right. Um, yeah, and also realizing. One of the things I love about teaching, when I'm not writing comics, I, I teach at Seneca in um, Toronto, right. is you have to be able to organize your own thoughts on the things that you do. Mm-hmm. You can't just, not that the creative space is mindless, but you get into a mode where you just do your thing and you don't always have to codify it or kind of go, why do I do it that way? Right. Why does it work that way? Right. And when you have to step outside yourself and organize it to tell other people, here's Here's a process. You have to realize, oh, wait, there's a process again. To the figuring out the yeah, process. Stuff yeah. that was yeah. instinctive has to suddenly be on the surface. And right. so that's kind of a, I find it a useful exercise sometimes to be able to step back and go, do I have a reason why I do this? Or is it literally just because someone told me to do it? It's good. Constant self-examination. Yeah, it's weird, right? It's probably a good thing, right? Yeah, Keep it's Keep yourself neat. in check. Because like all the kids out there, every time you put something cool, and I hear it because I'm talking to everybody, and right. they're like, do you see what Jim's up put? Do you see what it's Jim's weird. up put? It's like, weird. Yeah. The other weird thing is, I think, like you were saying, the last couple of years have been crazy, and they have. And the big shift for me was... And I know this sounds weird, but honestly, the last couple of years, finally, it sort of flipped over where I said, okay, I, I feel like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not afraid of going away. Like, I, okay. I think everyone gets into a creative thing or they're like, well, what if, what if I don't have a book coming out every month? Or what if I, I'm not visible? Or what if I'm not at enough conventions? Or what if I'm not putting my face out there? And you're like, oh, you, there's a real fear of missing out right. all the time right. on exciting, cool stuff. And all of a sudden I went, well, okay, I've done a lot of stuff and it's all 
a lot of good stuff, a lot of exciting stuff, a lot of um, finally, you know, kind of high-profile stuff. I'm here for a while. I'm not going anywhere. It feels like there's, yeah. a, there's, there's a road to travel. But it yeah. also gives you a little bit of a, um, the ability to go, okay, maybe I don't have to add new wicks to the candle to burn at all ends. Like, right. So right. I'm not slowing down like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to be producing because I'm still producing. I'm still writing oh a lot. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but <clears throat> with a little bit less frantic kind of pace, I okay. think, maybe a little bit less... Uh, Less desperation. Desperate terror. Yeah, like, oh, God, what am I going to do? What if, what if, you know, like, something will work its way out. Right. Um, Yeah, yeah. Do do you remember that chart you put up in regards to uh, publishers and mid-publishers and low? That wasn't, I didn't put that together. Someone else did, but I retweeted it. Okay. Yeah, that was a really interesting little chart. Sometimes there's a lot of great people putting awesome advice online. Like, literally this morning, I saw... Spike Trotman had a wonderful thread talking all about sort of how long it could take you to, to break through in a way that you think you should in comics or any kind of creative art form. And I thought that was just awesome advice. It's like, okay, you got to pound the retweet right. on that. That's really good right. stuff. And sometimes it's when you're in the thick of it, it seems really obvious, some of this advice, but you have to realize you've got hundreds or thousands of people who aren't haven't done this before they're just going to art school or they're just thinking about their own creative career and just giving them that little bit of clarity or or demystifying some of the stuff that like i said once you're on the inside seems really obvious i think is really it's helpful right 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 it's got to feel weird to go to get to a point where you're just you're influencing so much i'm i'm actually to like put the cards on the table I'm a publicist with SourcePoint Press oh cool as well nice and that chart that you retweeted that SourcePoint was on that and that was like a swell of like you know support to the guys like everybody at SourcePoint was like do you see we're on that chart do you see this like oh we're we're getting somewhere right right we're making 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 waves this is that thing too though there was a thing that happened started happening a few years ago but sort of picked up steam where almost every show I go to someone will bring me a comic that they did and they'll say oh I learned how to pitch this because I saw your tutorial or I um, you know the reason why they took me seriously because I formatted it really nicely in a way that you organize your stuff and I thought oh my god what have I done like, <laughs> it's cool like it's really it's, uh, it, it's really gratifying right, to know right. that people are making stuff and that's really you know Success or failure, I know everyone wants success, of course. You want whatever, fame and fortune. But the act of finishing something and putting it out there into the world is a really wonderful feeling. And I never want to lose that excitement. Like if I'm not excited about what I'm doing or I'm not into it, not that it's always easy. You know, in some ways, because you're dedicated to it, because you want it so bad, you're that much more high strung about it. You know, like you want, man, I want everyone to love this. I want everyone to love this the way (laughs) I do. I want everyone to be into it. I want everyone to buy it. I want everyone to read it. Um, But that, that energy is really great. And I think the more, it it sounds weird because it's like, I want people to, uh, to experience that. I love seeing that. When someone comes over and they say, this is my first book and I made this. And I was like, how do you feel? And they're just, they're super pumped or they're excited. Yeah. Yeah. If they want to give me a copy and I'll be like, Hey, you should autograph this. And they're like, wow, this That's is great. Cool you know, yeah, well, like yeah. I, it, 
that's their hard work, man. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's Put all your about. Name on it, right? Yeah. Dirk Manning has a great saying that he's always pumping in people's ears. Uh, the only thing better than perfect is finished. Oh, absolutely, yeah, right? It's like a it's a great line. Yeah. It is because you. <clears throat> The only way you're going to learn is by finishing stuff and then looking in the rearview mirror and reflecting on it and going, okay, what worked, what didn't, what can I do better next time? Yeah. And that process does not go away. Right, right. Every right. project you finish, you're like, whoa, all right. Okay. You know, <laughs> yeah. and even things, exhibiting at conventions, doing panels, every time you sort of look back and you go, well, that didn't go the way I thought, or that was different. What have, I, what have we learned today? Yeah. It's like a really dorky kind of thing, but it's really useful too. And no matter how much I've done, no matter how many conventions I've done, no matter how many books you launch, I'm still learning. And that's cool. That's, that's, yeah. that's what's going to get you through always Thanks. having that. Cause you also, you came up through a community that is incredibly intimate and supportive as huge as the Toronto comic book community yeah, is. It's weird, but even before you can that, talk to like, your heroes real easy. Everyone, you know? but yeah. that's still true of just comics in general. It's so weird because comics as a whole are this, pop culture juggernaut but the actual creators are still artist alley people they're right. all still yeah, yeah, yeah there's some you know but like like at the skybound party not everyone was trying to crush in to meet robert kirkman he was just hanging out right right and you're like this guy is a once in a generation success story in indie comics <laughs> he's just a dude in a t-shirt yeah. and jeans he's hanging out and he's Happy to see you, yeah, and he's yeah. a real chill guy. Well, I noticed yesterday, uh, Chris Claremont was walking yeah. through the crowd, and no one noticed. He's trying to bob yeah. and weave just like everybody <laughs> it's else. 17 right? years on X-Men, and yeah. to find the characters, the most popular franchise for, <laughs> yeah. you know, a generation. And, yeah, he's just, he's yeah. just hanging out. Yeah. You know, it's great. I love that, that accessibility, in a sense. Yes. I never yeah. want that to go away. Like, right. barring, there's a handful, you know, your Neil Gaiman or your Stan Lee, but our, barring that highest of highs, everyone else is really, Most they see you on the chill. street, they'll high five you, they're real easy going. Yeah. They're hanging out here, you know, everyone's just very, um, very welcoming. Yeah, yeah, people are often surprised because, you know, I'll get some cool guests on the show, going to a yeah. lot of cons, and they'll be like, how the hell did you get that you guy? And them. I'll be like, I asked them, yep. you know? Uh, one of yeah. my favorite chats I ever had, a big hero of mine, is John Ostrander. Nice. And it was simple as meeting him at Motor City Comic Con yeah. and then asking him, you know, maybe Skype sometime. He's yeah. like, sure. Yeah, that's good. And I went home and sat down for like an hour and a half and just potted with John Ostrander. And it yeah. was mind-blowing, Well, know? this is what's so funny, too. And I love finding out people's other, above and beyond the obvious comic stuff, like what they were specifically into growing up, what characters they love or what games they play or what sports teams they follow is everyone's just really chill yeah, really easy yeah. going you know yeah, it's yeah. so nice to to have that that feel of the broader community aspect of it well i'm know? really proud that a big part of my audience i know is the creators themselves because yeah. they love hearing this kind of just bullshit yeah, just chit easy, chat, easy you know? chill kind of chat yeah. and, and, and again that sort of fun thing where when you do a lot of conventions you build up a weird little convention family. The people you see over and over again. Oh, yeah. I joke around that there's some Toronto creators I see more in the States than I do <laughs> back home because we're all so busy at home. Yeah, right? yeah. I think it's like Lashley. I think I see yeah. Lashley everywhere but home. All well, it's time. funny. Like, I'm beside Ed Brisson here at the show. We rarely get to hang out. And, like, oh, all weekend right. we get to kibitz and chill. And it's yeah. nice. You know, it's a lot of fun. We were joking around we should make like a Canada corridor down here. Yeah, totally, just, Canadian But then people would realize that how deeply rooted we are at every 
level. People never know. Oh, they don't realize how are, many of them are working. We are at the legion. Top. It's kind of insane. <laughs> yeah. Well, we should, of course, mention because we're here at New York Comic Con. Right. The giant news. Yeah. That it was announced for you yesterday. I had two sir. two announcements on the Marvel panel. Uh, I I gotta tell you when you when you keep a secret for a long time, finally being able to talk about it feels guilty. You're like, so we did Avengers No Surrender earlier this year, right around the time of the Infinity War movie, and it went very well. People really enjoyed it. The response from retailers and readers and reviewers was really great. And so uh, we immediately turned around and they said, hey, there's an Avengers movie next year. Let's let's do it again. And so it's Mark Wade, Al Ewing, and I are writing. We got Shine Isaacs and uh, Paco Medina are drawing. It's a brand new story called Avengers No Road Home. It's going to be a 10-part, 10-week story. We're almost done writing it. Like last time, we we front-loaded tons of the work, and we've been working on it in secret for months and months and months. It's got to be hard. Yeah, it feels weird. You know? I mean, the good news is we're a well-oiled machine now, so we know how to do this. Last time, we were figuring it out. But, um, yeah, it's been great. We're working on the last two issues now, story-wise. Um, Sean and Paco have each drawn an issue and they're digging into their second and third issues a piece. Uh, it's been great. We got a, a killer team. We got an amazing story. It's spiritually a sequel to No Surrender in terms of our creative teams and our the format, right. but it's its own self But it's not thing. a direct no. tie, right? You yeah. know, I would love for you to read both, but you can just read. <laughs> and you should. Right? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you can just read No Road Home and you'll have a wonderful, complete story. Uh, we got a great cast of characters, and we got, like No Surrender, we have some wonderful hairpin turns and surprises and mysteries That's and awesome. payoffs, but it's a very different story and a very different beast from No Surrender. It's its own thing, and I'm super pumped for people to read it. I'm super pumped to read it myself. Thanks, I've been a fan since Wayward, and you know, I love your work, and uh, everybody appreciates your time that you take to engage with the community man speaking of wayward so wayward (laughs) wraps up end of this month and stephen cummings my co-creator on wayward is stepping on to a relaunch of champions with me at marvel so now the wayward team is basically the champions team right creative team so we've got a huge uh, a new champions number one that we're doing in january the team is expanding in all kinds of ways and they're going to be going even more international so the original tagline for champions was the world still needs heroes and i've expanded on that it says the world still needs heroes and there are heroes all over the world right so it's like countries that you don't normally see in comics we're going to be taking the champions there threats and interesting cool stuff that's going on the team is big Kamala Khan is now the official leader of the champions and she's reaching out and basically saying if you're a young hero you have a stake in the future of our world come help us make it a better place that sounds fun yeah that sounds awesome you're gonna enjoy writing that that's 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 the perfect thing for a canadian point of view (laughs) it really is uh jim thank you so much congratulations thanks good luck with everything to come and we will see you around the t-dot awesome thank you thank you